It's good to see everybody out this morning. As Tara was talking about it being allergy season, I understand. I'm just getting over the flu a couple of weeks ago. It's probably been four or five weeks, and I have a cough that they told me would last for six to eight weeks at the doctor's office. But now I look like I've got the plague everywhere I go, and everybody gives you kind of that look, and they wonder what's wrong with you, and they're kind of running away in their mind at least. And so I came across a picture this week that I thought kind of fit everything that we're going through. And if you can't see it, it says, I'm going to the store. Do you want anything? And sometimes as we think about all the fear and all the things that go around us, that are going on around us, I wonder why all those people aren't scared at Walmart, because that's where they're all at evidently. But this reminds me of my grandfather actually. My grandfather loves to watch the news and he passed that on to me down through the years, I guess, because I are used to especially enjoy watching the news. And, and I like to just watch it not just once, but over and over and over and over again. And it just infuriates my wife because I just watch the same thing. She's like, we've already seen this. Nothing's changed. And I'll go visit my grandparents sometimes, and my grandpa, he'll just be watching the news, and there'll be something on that seems to kind of be consuming the news. It might be politics, it might be the weather, it might even be someone that's, that's famous or be on trial for something terrible. And he would ask, no matter what it was, you know, if it was something politics, he would say, Chris, had you heard there's an election going on? Well, you couldn't escape it because it was everywhere. And we both kind of smile and laugh a little bit. He might tell me, he's like, Chris... Have you heard there's a hurricane or there was a hurricane down in Florida? There's one coming. And we both kind of smiled because that was all that was on the news. Whether it was maybe somebody on trial, he's like, did you hear OJ got in trouble? And you know, you could just, it was over and over and over and over. It would seem to bombard you everywhere you went. So I'm going to ask the question, had you all heard there's a virus that came from China and it's threatening the world. It's threatening and canceling all of our sporting events. Our local schools are closed. Many government, state and federal government offices are closing. I think I heard, and I say I think I heard because there's so much news out there. Most of it's true, some of it's not, and some of it we don't know the difference. But I heard that the Supreme Court even closed down. I thought there were just nine people sitting up there. I've also heard or saw where people are making runs on toilet paper. I didn't think this virus did that. And yet there seems to be a terror. Even churches, they've asked us to close down if we could. And I guess you can go ahead and call this my public service announcement, even here at Mead Station. We won't be having any Sunday evening services. And it's one of our smallest groups, but we're doing it in order to be a part of what the community's doing as they try to, to have this not spread if it was to come here. We're following the school schedule on Wednesday nights. We don't have any Wednesday night services until school goes back in, into session again, unless it just goes on and on and on. But we're canceling in order to, to be a part of that. On Sunday morning, this morning here, if you notice, I, there's somebody put the hand sanitizer out front and foremost. Good job. I moved the offering thing next to it. We're not going to take up an offering in either service. If you want to give, just have to go out this morning and give that away. We don't have bulletins this morning. 
Somebody had made the comment, one of the churches said, you know, you could pass things around. So we'd, we didn't print up bulletins. We even canceled the donuts. Because the state ministries recommended that you not share food in that way. And part of me feels like that guy that I showed you up on the screen here behind me. Part of me feels like, why are we doing that? And yet here at Mead Station, we have cut over half or right at half of our services and probably stopped more than half of the ministry work that goes on here. And it's not because we don't love the Lord, but because we want to do our part. Not because we don't trust God to take care of us, but because we're part of this community. And we want to help reach out and be a part of that. Because if I'm honest, there's also much uneasiness in our church. There are some people who are genuinely concerned. And I understand that. I've heard some of these things about what's going on in Lexington. They discovered somebody else with this coronavirus. I just came from Lexington yesterday. That's a long ways. Especially when you're driving in the rain. And yet, it's not that far either. But there are people in our state, there are people in our nation who have great fright. And I chose that word carefully. Who are using great caution. People who are trying to be very careful and I understand that and I appreciate that. As Christians, though, we don't want to live in fear. We don't need to live in fear. And I've heard this quoted. I'm going to, I'm going to use an exorbitant number here, but a hundred times on Facebook. What is the scripture? 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen! Yet we're also called to be wise. God gave us common sense. The Bible does not say, don't lick doorknobs when the flu season's going around. Amen? That's written nowhere in the Scriptures. I've stopped licking doorknobs. I'm just kidding. I don't do that. It's common sense not to do that. We know we shouldn't do those things, especially this time of the year. Scripture doesn't say that, and yet I try to use a little common sense and, and to be wise about that. I'm thankful for all the doctors that we have. When I'm sick, I, I'm, I'm kind of a scaredy cat about going to the doctor. But if I get really sick, I want to go. I get really worried, I want to go. And yet, I still know Jesus is the great physician. I never forget that. I'm thankful that the Lord has blessed us with wonderful nurses to take care of us and to help administer medicines and just all the wonderful things that they do. I'm thankful that, that we have all kinds of, of, of machines to help us when we, we need help breathing or eating or whatever it might be. I'm even thankful for my mom's homemade remedies that she used to give me when I was a kid. I don't know what you all used to get, but I got one of two things. Either Vaseline or Vicks would cure everything in my house. If you fell and hurt your knee, guess what? You were going to get some Vaseline on it, and it worked 
wonders. Especially when it came with a kiss from mom. And if you had any kind of sickness at night or anything else, guess what else? You got that Vicks on you. I can still smell it. It cured everything. I appreciate that because it wasn't necessarily the medicine, but it was the love that, it, that was brought with it, so to speak. I'm thankful for all the wonderful blessings that we have. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12 says this, For the which cause I suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed. And we actually have a song in our songbook about this next part here, and it's the, it's the longest song I know in the book that doesn't rhyme in any way. But it says, For I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Of all the things that I have to be thankful for, of all the wonderful blessings that we have, the thing that I am most thankful for is that I have a Lord and a Savior who loves me and who can care for me no matter what we face, no matter what trial, no matter what's going on in the world. Because when we look around, what if you put the picture back up that I started off at the beginning, sometimes no matter what's going on in the world, it looks and it feels just like that. And sometimes it's wise to be cautious about what's going on. And yet, no matter what, I know my Savior lives. And I know I have a great hope. And I know that I have all these great and wonderful assurances through Him. If you was to watch the news, you might think that we'd all be dead by the end of the week. Or we'd at least be close. Yet, I'm reminded that this is a risk, a real risk for a lot of people. They might not be the same age as me. Chances are they're not. They might not have the same health as me. Chances are they don't. And yet what goes on could truly affect them. And I've come to realize that me and us have a responsibility to be wise. Not just for ourselves, but for everybody else. To be cautious, to be careful. And that we have a responsibility to reach out and help them. Now, I'm thankful that my wife bought toilet paper two weeks before this thing hit. She stocked up. We went to Sam's, which always makes me mad because there's all kinds of people there and it's just like Walmart except worse. And of course, when you buy toilet paper, you know, I, I'm still a little bit embarrassed when we have that much toilet paper in the cart. People are like, what's wrong with those people? I'm thankful she bought it all. We don't, we've got plenty of toilet paper at my house. Don't anybody break in tonight. We've got it hidden. Do we think about other people? Are we worried about our fellow man? Are we concerned about those maybe that have a, a greater need? I saw a picture just this week on Facebook of this small little frail lady who was pushing a cart and she went up to a place where she could get whatever supplies she needed and it was completely gone. 
because she wasn't as fast as everybody else. She wasn't as able to get out as everybody else. And when she got to what she needed more than me, there was none left. And it's just a reminder that we need to be very, very mindful, not only of what our family needs, but what the people in our community and our church family needs. Romans, this is the point of the whole message. I'm not going to keep you very long this morning. But Romans chapter 12 and verses 9 through 16 says this. This is from the NIV version. I like the way it reads. It says, your love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. And honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Even sometimes when we're not able to or not as many of us gathering together or maybe we don't have as many services as we normally do, we're still responsible for keeping our spiritual zeal. We're still responsible for for being excited about what Jesus Christ is able to do and what He is doing. Maybe we're not going to get to meet three times a week this time. But you know what? we got to come together as a family of God once. And it's still our responsibility to be mindful that we need to be tending the flame in our soul, if you will. Taking care of of our heart in the right and proper ways and not be distracted by all the different things going on around us in the world. Verse number 12 says, "Be Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction. A lot of things going on around. I told you that sometimes when I go to Walmart, I just like to run over half the people with the cart. Sometimes it feels that way today, doesn't it? Sometimes we wonder, and yet, that's a small affliction. And it says, be patient in affliction. Be faithful in prayer. Be faithful in our prayers. It says, share with the Lord's people who are in need. Amen. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. If you go back to verse number 10, I just want to read very quickly a few things. It says, be devoted to one another in love and honor one another Above yourselves. The King James Version, if I'm not mistaken, uses the word to encourage one another, to lift up one another. You kind of get that picture about encouraging one another in love. Fear can be a powerful emotion. Fear can be something that, that can consume and even overwhelm. Yesterday we went to Walmart and I wondered where all the scared people were at because there were lots of people out. And yet I realize there are people who are genuinely concerned and should be. What's my calling to them? Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25 says this. They've got it here. We'll see it. There it goes. Anxiety weighs down the heart. I can see where there's reason for anxiety when you just look at the outside things. And yet it says, but a kind word cheers it up. We don't have to give away all of our toilet paper. We can just call and check on somebody and see if they need something. We don't have to cook the whole community a meal and take it to them. Sometimes it's just a matter of saying, is everything okay in your house? Or or I just want to call and tell you I'm thinking about you. I've not got the opportunity the last few, well this week I was 
visiting and, you know, kind of doing all my, my different visits that I did. And normally I go to see the people who are in rehab or the nursing homes. And I got a call from one of the ladies that works there and she said, Chris, don't come down here. They won't let you in. I thought, well, maybe that's not what she's really talking about. I took my, my mother-in-law actually had to come to the hospital. We went down to get her last week and she's in the hospital for almost seven days or right at seven days. And the doctor had told us that I want you to come get her and bring her to the hospital up there so you all can be close to her. So we did. In the hospital, seven days, we went every day to check on her. We took her to the nursing facility. We thought, well, she'll be there a week up to three weeks. I wheeled her in. The first thing I did was scan my head to see if I had a fever. And then they asked me, Chris, do you have a cough? <coughs> yeah, a little bit. I said, but I've had it forever. He wrote chronic on my thing. He said, I'll let you come in today because you just got here. But no, I didn't. We brought her up here. She said, the first thing we're going to do is quarantine her for 14 days. I brought her up here to be closer so we can keep an eye on her. Haven't seen her for three or four days now. All I can do is call. I can't do what I want to, but I can do something. So this week I've been making calls to the people that I usually go visit. I hardly ever make phone calls to visit people because I want to go see them. And yet, you know what? I'm doing what I can. And I'll be honest with you, I was surprised at how encouraged some of the people were just from a three-minute phone call. I didn't bring great wisdom. I didn't even have prayer with one of them. I mean, it was just one of those things that just, I just wanted to tell you I was thinking about you. Because normally I always do the visit. I hardly ever make the phone call. But the little small phone call said, one person said, thank you so much for calling and just checking on us. We can do sometimes the smallest of things. Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. Back to our passage of Scripture. Romans chapter number 12, verse number 11 and 12. They'll pull that up here in just a second. Back to thinking about how we're to treat others in society around us and the different things that, that we're supposed to be doing. It says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. As we serve others, we're serving the Lord. But it says, be joyful in hope. Patient. Patient in affliction. And the last one says, faithful in prayer. 1 Timothy chapter number 2, verses 1 and 2 reminds us of something. It says, I exhort therefore that, first of all, supplications, prayers. Just like, think about that word being great big. Intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. I think today's supposed to be a national day of prayer, if I'm not mistaken. Normally, I don't always get involved in those things, but I've asked Jeff if he's going to come up here towards the end of our service. He's going to have a prayer because as I think about what's going on around us, much of it seems out of our control. Like, I don't know how to fix this. They say to wash your hands. My wife, I, I was, I'm going to tell one on her. I don't care if she's here or not. I said, I'm looking for just the right song to, to sing it or to have it church. I was looking for, I wanted to play Blessed Assurance at the end of the service. I thought, man, that'd be good. That'd be encouraging. That'd be wonderful. But the version I wanted was 10 minutes long. I was like, they will not sit there for 10 minutes and listen to that song. I want to preach longer than that. My wife said, why don't you just sing Happy Birthday so we'll know how long to wash our hands. <laughs> Public service announcement from Alana. 
I understand. I understand what she meant, though. Sometimes we can't do a lot of things and they're out of our control. And yet there is one thing I can do that makes more difference than anything else. That's pray. I haven't just been praying, Lord, just let all this go away. Because sometimes things happen and we have to face things. But we can pray for encouragement. We can pray for opportunity to help. We can pray for the Lord to open our eyes to a need that's there. We can pray that God will use us in a special way. We can pray that we'll just be there for His service if He needs us because that'll help prepare us just saying, Lord, here I am, I'm ready. Maybe He calls, maybe He doesn't, but we had the opportunity just to be ready for Him to use us and that is valuable. We're to pray not just for one another, but the next verse goes on to say this. For kings and for all that are in authority. Hmm. I might not agree with all the different decisions that are being made. But my job is to pray. And it says something interesting. Not that they would fix everything. Not that they have all the answers. But that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. It's important to remember, though, that we are to pray for those in leadership that they will not hinder the work that God's doing. That we can be serving faithfully. That's important, and yet we're also called to use wisdom. They're not going to be able to give us everything. I pray we can actually learn to trust in God more for everything. To rely upon Him more for our needs. And to trust and follow Him in all that we do. Our passage of Scripture that we've been looking at in Romans chapter number 12 and verse number 15. I'm surprising him up there in the sound booth. I'm moving all over the place this morning. Verse number 12 says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. The next verse says this, Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. It says, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. And then verse number 15, kind of a reminder of putting all this together to kind of help us see this. It says, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. As I've talked with other people, I've seen that even in our congregation, there's a whole spectrum of people among us. Some of them say, I'm not a bit worried. And some people say, you know what? My health's not real good. I need to be very cautious. I need to be very careful. I know the risk is low, and yet I want to be wise. Still wanting to honor the Lord, but they want to be wise. Hebrews chapter 13, the last passage I'm going to give you, says, let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. You know what? If nothing else, this is a great opportunity to serve the Lord. To look like Christ. Because I'm going to be honest with you, church. Our friends, our neighbors, and even our church, they need to be reminded of the hope that they have. Our friends, our neighbors, and even people in our church, they need God's family right now, which is us. His church. They need us to be there to support and to help. Sometimes just to say, 
I'm just calling to check on you. Send a card. I've just been thinking about you. Just wanted you to know I'm praying for you. I understand. I remembered you. Everybody needs Christ. Everybody needs that assurance that he brings. And they need to see Christ in us. In the good things, in the bad things, in the things that we don't understand, in the things we don't like, maybe sometimes the things that we can't control. They still need to see Jesus Christ in us. We want it to start by them seeing us pray to an almighty God in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask Jeff if he'll come up here in just a minute. He'll come on up. And we're going to close our service. I guess they've got a song and some announcements, but we're going to join in prayer. We're not going to take hands. Not allowed to do that. But we're going to join together our hearts in prayer for our nation, for our community, for our church, and for one another. I believe prayer changes things. It makes a difference. And we'd all say, amen, preacher, but do we do it? Do we do it? Maybe I need to start singing happy birthday while I wash my hands. Because I usually just kind of do that number there. I know that the happy birthday song is the right amount of time to wash your hands. And yet, do I always do it? Nope. I think I can get by with less. Yet that's what they recommend. You know what? God says, I want you to pray. Sometimes we pray the fast, quick prayer so we can get it over with. But a lot of times it takes more. It takes more. It takes a, a sincerity, a heart, a dedication, a perseverance. Let it start here. Let it start with us. Day of life, you've given us for all your blessings, for the privilege we have to be in your house today, Father. We know that there's a lot going on in the country, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of sickness. We also, Father, know that you, you created this country, and there's, there's no problem too big for you. We lay this at your feet today, Father. We know that you're the Almighty God, and we're thankful for that. We thank you for Jesus and for that he paid the price for us on the cross, Father. We know that he, because he lives, we can live also. We're thankful for that. We pray that may this be a time, Father, where people will seek you. We, we pray for, most of all, all the unsaved, Father. We just pray that you'd be with them. Be with our, our country as a whole as all these people are affected with sickness. We pray that you would be with them and their families and their caregivers. Be with the leaders of our country, Father, as they scramble to try to ease the people, so to speak. But we know, Father, that at the end of the day, you've, you've supplied all of our needs. And I could say probably the biggest part of our wants you've given us as well. We just pray for all the churches in the communities, Father. We just pray that you would be with them. Help us to be a lighthouse. Pray that you would be with all of our pastors. Be with us as your Christian people, Father, to help take care, help reach out to other people as well. We pray that you would be with everybody throughout this time. Be with
most of all, Father, the lost. We thank you for Christ and for what he means to us. Be with us throughout this day, for we ask this in his name. Amen.